Hey guys, we're here on Multi Hyphenate today. I'm your host, Sean Crampton with the Rebel. Oh, sorry, I had to fix my video there. I'm your host, Sean Crampton. Today, oh man, Kenton, I've known you like 10 years and I can't even fathom all of the growth and things you've done to earn this, not that you were trying, but multi hyphenate title from producer, writer, musician, instrumentalist vocalist songwriter actor if i didn't say that already incredible actor like one of the most naturally gifted actors i know welcome and thank you for being on the show wow thank you i hope i hope i can uh, live up to that introduction yeah dude <laughs> everybody gets a wwf style loving introduction and that was yours i love it thank you <laughs> Yeah, man. Thank you for being here, bro. I, I love you so much. We really have known each other a long time. Is since 2013. Wow, 10 years. That's ten years. the numbers that was going in my head. Yeah. When we, we started working at yummy.com. Yeah. Not to be confused with yummy.org. <laughs> oh, my so God. It's so stupid, but dude, that job—I mean, I'm appreciate—I'm grateful because I know LA really well now. Yeah, yeah. It was for those who don't know, it was like the first in-home delivery grocery service. So, like what Instacart does, it did before there were apps. You'd call. Yeah, and fee would be like to Sierra Barton or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so like, um, cause I'm from Pennsylvania and I grew up in this like yeah. tiny little town yeah. and like, I was just like a white suburb rural guy. And so yeah. like when they were like, all right, they put the receipts on the bag with, with the street name. And I was like, Hey, I'm still trying to figure out the area. Where's Lajala street. And they were like, <laughs> Oh, that's La Jolla. Yeah. Like, oh, that's good. That's good, dude. Yeah, speaking of Pennsylvania, I love that we went there. I'm going to even peel it a step further back. I've noticed everybody has maybe a little bit of a story around their name. So before we get to where you're from, let's talk about your name. Did you ever, is this a stage name? Did you ever consider a stage name? Because we've had people be like, well, I had to change my last name because, or what to join SAG, somebody literally had my name. So I had to use this other name. So I just wanted to check in and see if you had any name stuff. Uh, no, this is my legal name that I was, oh. I was born with. Yeah. It's not, it's not Felipe. Nope. <laughs> Surprisingly. But, it, oh, my God, I, so <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I was named after, like, an electrician or plumber that lived in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, because my mom, before I was born, was, like, looking through the phone book, and she saw the name Kenton, and she was like, what a cool name. It is a rad name. So she fucking names me that after <laughs> some guy, and then, like fast forward to like four or five years like four years or whatever i'm like a four-year-old and i'm like running and hiding from my mom in like clothes racks and like mm -hmm. shopping centers and my mom is screaming my name and this woman comes up to her and she's like what'd you say 
And my mom's like, Kenton, like my son, he's hiding from me. She's like, that's my husband's name. And my mom's like, is he like an electrician or whatever? And she was like, yeah. And my mom's like, I named my son after your husband. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm so glad I asked this question because I never knew that. Yeah. It's, it's so wild. Yeah. So, Oh dude, that's a trip actually. Yeah. Yeah. You're not named after a saint. Or, or my dad, <laughs> yeah, or like grandfather, yeah, like, yeah, the electrician from Doylestown. Probably ripping cigs and drinking coffee in Pennsylvania right now. He's definitely not with us still, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, bro! And so you're from Pennsylvania, and the reason I like to find out where people can you describe where you're from, and then sort of talk about your relationship to the town you grew up in versus what you feel now. Cause I feel like people's sure. obviously their relationships change to their hometown. Yeah, of course. That's an awesome question. Um, so where I grew up was like, it was an hour Northwest of Philadelphia and it was like suburb, a cute little town. Um, and it was kind of like a mixture of like rural and suburb, and um it was very split like there was a lot of like a very much an east coast mentality like people who grew up in new york or philly and they were like mm-hmm. i want to <clears throat> move out and raise kids and away from the city so it's like you definitely had that kind of mentality there but there was also like it was very like country in a lot of ways mm. um and uh yeah it was just like a a really nice little cute community and um yeah and i i still carry that in my heart like i still like i long like my soul craves that like where i live now in orange county um when i was living in la i was like i just need kind of like a small town vibe and the area where i live now like gives me that I'm so glad you've always, as long as I've known, you've been very comfortable. And I really mean this in such a positive way, like being barefoot or just like in nature. Yeah. Like I've always admired that and noticed that about you. So that makes sense. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know, nurture nature, whatever, but I, I definitely need it. And, um, but I've definitely romanticized like moving back there or to a place mm. like that. But, um, uh, I really like where I am. And as far as like ways of me growing out of that, like where I'm from, like, uh, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I guess I like being around so much creativity and, people like Mm. you and like your community, like actors, musicians, and um, that are just creating and going for it full time. We're back home. There's definitely a lot of artists, but it's not so much like, you know, the forefront of like a main industry, you know? Um, Yeah, that makes sense. Have um, you ever been to Nashville? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I went out there with, uh, with Armor for Sleep. Oh, that's With right. Ben. You guys went yeah. there. Was was that your first experience there? My first experience there. And um, it was really cool. It's a really cool town. 
I remember when we first got there, my band, like we rented those scooters mm-hmm. and we just like went all around and um, it's such a cool vibe. Yeah, yeah. I, I went there recently for the first time. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> what do you think of it? I, I, you know, I got a buckshot view, you know, I literally was like Broadway for a second, like, you know, yeah. just trying to see things. I saw some live music, which was, of course, amazing. But what I did notice, and the reason I brought it up is in the morning, I went to just a local coffee shop and I was like 10 minutes outside of downtown or whatever. And there were people writing and playing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that guy's like 40. That guy's like 50. That woman's like 30. Whoa, these aren't like students. And so I just noticed it was like an artist friendly town. So that made me think yeah. of what you're saying. Yeah, places like that just light me up. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Austin's kind of like that in a way. Totally. With the music vibe. Like, that totally. was such a good show you guys did when we came out for that. <laughs> I'm still shocked that you were there. Like, I, I yeah, I couldn't believe it. When I oh, yeah, up, it was a surprise, right? You we surprised, surprised you. me. I yeah, heard that's your right. voices, and we were, like, walking out on stage, and I'm just, like, in my zone, like, ready to, like, go. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's Sean's voice. Oh, that's Sean's voice. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. And yeah. Yeah, that was you, Jesse and Kyle. Amazing. Yeah. So oh, my fun. God. That was like 2021. Yeah. Right? Wow. Yeah. All right. So we're still in Pennsylvania. And the, right. the question I love to kind of kick around is how did you how did you find art like how did art find you out there i yeah i mean my my family always had music on in Mm. in the house and uh they love music my parents Mm. and so uh my earliest memories that i cognitively cognitively have are like me dressing up as like Michael Jackson, like dancing on my fireplace, like <clears throat> mantle, and yeah, it, it like that was it, and um, yeah. yeah, and then I would just there was a, a kid up the street from me who started playing guitar, and I started playing guitar, and he would show me all these bands that I'd never heard of. He was like. He just had the inside scoop on everything. He was like, oh, he's like, check I know out exactly this, like, who that kid is. <laughs> yeah. He was just like, oh, check out this crusty punk band from like wherever. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, like what? And um, mm. yeah, that and crusty then, punk band. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know exactly what that means. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, they're just like using like Elmer's glue to like make the Liberty yeah. spikes. Wow. And they got the best and my yeah. buddy Danny used to do that. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so and you were an athlete as well. Can you talk about maybe the transition there or how they you know, what was that like? Because I know that was important in your house as well, athletics, right? Oh yeah, big time. Yeah, I started doing sports. I started doing organized sports first before I started taking like music lessons, like probably like a couple of years before. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And uh, yeah, sports was everything in the house. I have an older sister who's a standout athlete. And um, so, yeah, we, I mean, before people knew what like CrossFit was or like whatever, like my dad was sending my sister and I to these like um, professional like coaches that knew like all these different like Russian workouts of like calisthenics and like crazy medicine ball stuff when I was in wow. like fucking sixth grade <laughs> like wow. just getting yeah so he was there yeah and our diet and everything it was very um no wonder you burnt out on that very so. important yeah, yeah. and uh but yeah music was always like uh, my parents like encouraged it as a hobby like like my mother was so adamant about uh me learning piano first so mm. I could understand how music works. And, and, and she was totally right. Like mm. how to navigate, like what harmonies are and uh, scales and things like that. And um, so, but that was always like, yeah, you can do that when you get home from practice or, you know, stuff like that. But um, yeah, sports was definitely the main thing that, that they yeah. were coaching for sure. Was there like a big transition where you're like, I'm done with sports? And because I feel like it, if I remember, there was a, a a choice you made where you were kind of like, I'm fucking done with this shit. And you started like doing music like really full time, if I recall. Is that kind of what uh, happened? Uh, yeah. So, well, let's see. That happened for me in 10th grade. Um, I was. I quit sports. I was just, I was just done. Like I was so burnt out. Um, uh, yeah, my yeah. sister and I grew up with our, our, the way we'd receive love or even be spoken to would be winning and performing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so I, yeah. I just had this snap and I quit sports mm-hmm. without telling my parents. <laughs> Wow! And they gave, they gave me a done done then. Yeah, and they gave me like the rest of the school year to like play music and stuff. And then they were like, "Hey, you're going back to sports, or you're going to military school." Like, Whoa. that's it. And um, so then I had to put music on the back burner again for the rest oh. of high school. And then yeah, my senior year, going into uh, I was in wrestling. And I completely self-sabotaged my, yeah, I guess it was regionals or, yeah, it was regionals. So, like, if you won that, then you go on the States. And mm-hmm. um, there were some colleges looking at me. That was the goal for me to wrestle in college. Um, oh, it was a goal for my parents. <laughs> but, I was going to say, that's <clears throat> a brutal, brutal goal. Yeah. And, um, but, yeah, so I self-sabotaged that. And, uh, well, I also got injured, but whatever. And then I just, I was like, I'm going to go for music. And, uh, right when I graduated high school and then, yeah, I started pursuing music for a little bit Mm. and then trauma responses came up and then I ran away from it. And then. Sure. Where'd you run to? Well, you went to New York before you came to LA, right? Or would you go to Philly? Yeah. 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 Good memory. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I listen. I try to listen, brother. Yeah, you do. You're <laughs> such a good listener, man. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, I, I started pursuing acting right after I 
quit music then. And I went to New York. I was like, fuck this place, man. I hated New York. So then I moved home, saved up some money, and then met you at yummy.com in Hollywood, wow. California. So you were like fresh off the bus. Yeah. Yeah. I met you like a month or two into me hitting the ground. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's awesome. So I've yeah. met, dude, those first years when we'd sit <laughs> on your back porch. Oh, my God. Remember those mornings, man? Oh, my God. You know, Garage pizza. Yeah, we were just silly and yeah. unaware, and it was all good, and it was yeah. so fun. And I cherish those times, but also glad to be here now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same. Same. So you were living... I mean, that was the end, Enrietto, uh, but after that, it was like Nick and Frankie. Yeah. And then you and Nick made Two Guys, One Truck, right? Yep. Can you yeah. talk a little bit about that? I know it's been a while, so no worries, but you made yeah. the damn thing, like, top to bottom, and you even had some issues with the director, if I recall. Yeah. And I'm sure people would be curious if you're, whatever you're willing to share but there's, there's a lot of learning in that, if I recall. Oh, man. <clears throat> I took away huge lessons from it that I carry into my music career now and um, also just business in general. Uh, that was so uh, beneficial. So I, I met Nick, Nick Reinhardt. He's an incredible actor. Um, yeah, he is. Uh, He's a New York guy, so he moved out like a year before me to L.A. And uh, whatever. So we meet up, and we're like, let's create like a web series. And he was like, we should do something with like moving. Like these two movers, and they get in all these yeah. crazy situations. And um, we're like, all right, let's call it Two Guys, One Truck. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. Dude, and your guys' timing together? It's so good. I mean, that's why we had you guys do it for RPJ. It was like, oh man, <laughs> thank you. Dude. He he honestly just make he makes it so easy to act. Mm. He just like whatever you're doing, like whether it's improv or it's scripted, he just you he just carries so much with ease uh, with that's, his performance. Yeah, man, he's but, so good. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we did that. And the a huge thing that I took away from a learning experience was this director, I won't name his name, but if anybody's seen the show, they know. <clears throat> um, he said, we, we and Nick and I wrote the first episode, we created the show and uh, this guy found out about it and he was like, I'd love to do like a read through with you guys. And uh, he loved it. And he was like, Hey, I would love to direct this. And, uh, and I'll use like my production company. We were like, mm -hmm. Oh, right on. Cool. And then um, he said, but I also want to be a creator as well. Like mm -hmm. considered a creator. And we were just like, sure. Like, yeah. that's cool. Um, made the whole season, yada, yada, came out. And then we started getting interest and uh, from some companies. Mm -hmm. And their whole thing was, 
they loved Nick's and my dynamic. And yeah. Nick and I would write perfectly for each other because we are each other. <laughs> <laughs> and this director, uh, they didn't want to bring him on board. And uh, we were, were like, hey, and he wouldn't budge. So we were like held hostage by this guy. He's like, no, I'm a creator, blah, blah, blah. And before it got to that point, he was like, let's sign a contract. So we signed this contract with him and whatever. So, um, yeah, the show got picked up by a company called Defy Media. And that was like really big for web series. Yeah, they were huge, I remember. Yeah. And then um, we got brought on and it was just Nick and I. And they were like, hey, so to get out of this contract, let's come up with a different like kind of show for you guys. Because we just it's just your dynamic that it's mm -hmm. going to sell. And so we got signed on and then <laughs> they like cleared house. So like there was like a new guy that came in and was like, Whoa. really not that interested. The guy that signed us on to it, he left to New York. Um, yeah. And it just died. And Whoa. yeah. And, Whoa. um, but yeah, That's I would true. say the things that I've learned about is figure out like how you work with other people artistically and don't, um, like understand, like if, if you, if you wrote something, that's your thing, like yeah. <laughs> plain and simple, um, things, things just can get very messy with art and business. Um, so I think developing trust in people, uh, is huge and, um, yeah, oh, that makes sense to me. Yeah. yeah, and that's such like a, I mean, I'm sure it's a heartbreaking in any industry, but it feels like the sort of typical Hollywood heartbreak you hear about. Right? Yeah, <laughs> that's you exactly know? what it is. Yeah, because there's like shows that just got picked up right now that because of the strike got canceled. Yeah. So imagine you're an actor and you're like your first show and you like you're not dumb. No one like didn't see the strike coming, I don't think. Yeah. If you had any semblance of awareness. You just I don't know what you do, but it's that sucks. And yeah. it feels pretty common. So man, yeah, I'm sorry it's, you wanna do that. Tale as old as old as time, man. It's uh people <laughs> have been stealing art and yeah, that's true. Yeah. And we got you and Nick to do, I would say, like, a pretty similar dynamic, but, like, a little spicier in either direction for RPJ, the pilot. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what was your experience working on that? Because I, I had a blast working with you. but It was you know. so fun. Dude, we, it was so fun. Us. Like, I loved that... Um, you also like really saw Nick and I like in, in how we perform and like, um, I love how you gave us room to kind of like kind of improv and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
It was just, yeah. it was super light. It was just a super light, really fun shoot. I mean, every scene, even when I wasn't being shot, like <laughs> every scene was completely insane. With I like, the, <laughs> so I was like always entertained. Dude, um, I gotta yeah. give Trent Atherton, a, oh my god, formerly Atkinson, a shout out because. He really elevated that whole thing. I mean, he yeah. directed it to be clear, but he. Some directors don't elevate; they just do the job, right? Yeah, and that's okay too. But he actually elevated it every point: writing, the directing, and the edit. Like, wow! He, man, talk about a first. That was the first time I met Trent. Really? Yeah, and um, um, he's the he's the best. Absolute sweetheart, and then he he crushed it just as you list those list of things that he did and i was like oh that's yeah. a that's a unique person yeah you know? yeah man. Know. that was and like tara and yeah and kyle <laughs> yeah. kyle <laughs> kyle was oh the waiter God. yeah it was it was so fun so now i want to transition a little bit into music so sure. <clears throat> Maybe we start at your singer songwriter. Like, how did you? How did your music start in LA? And just kind of take me through it chronologically, as much as you want. Sure. Because I would say your styles and what you put out has shifted, morphed, and wholeheartedly changed. Maybe superficially, but underneath, a lot of maybe the same energy and. Um, emotional intelligence that you carry is still there even if it sounds different oh thank you yeah, yeah. well it started i'm 36 now and when i turned 28 um that's when i really started diving into like all of my therapy and recovery stuff <clears throat> and i started just writing songs Cause I just needed to for my process of like mm. healing and, uh, and, um, I was doing that for about a year and then I'd come up with, and this was all like acoustic singer songwriter stuff. Um, and, uh, and as time went on, I was like, you know what? I've always loved this. And, um, you know, so uh, like, just inches of self-acceptance I started mm. to, you know, get. And I was like, dude, you really want to do this. So let's let's go for it. So I recorded some uh, some acoustic songs with uh, with Brian uh, Rosemeyer, who lived at Mark's place. Mm -hmm. um, he's a phenomenal this. engineer and producer now. Um, yeah, he works at King Size Studios in Eagle Rock. But um Amazing. Yeah. Recorded with him and did that. And then I also was like, Man, I have so much anger and singing these pretty heartbreak songs, like aren't I'm not saying everything I need to say. And uh mm. so I started writing um aggressive rock songs and then formed a band and started going out and just gigging as much as possible and that what was the band called back then back then it was called uh war on oh no it was called warren betty mm -hmm. so yeah, that was 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> That's because you thought it was Warren Betty, right? Not th- Warren Beatty yeah, I saw, or something? Oh, I, saw, I saw Warren Beatty's name on the sign. I was like, oh, what's, who's Warren Betty? They're like, oh, well, you can't read. Um, and I was like, well, hey, that's a cool fucking rock band name. I'm going to take that. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I love that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so I started playing shows and recording with those guys. And um, and then we switched our name to Silence of You. And then uh, the pandemic hit and the world shut down. And that was like about like what a year or two, mm-hmm. and we went yeah. out and toured with Armor for Sleep. Yeah, and then we broke up, and then I started this new thing called War on Betty, uh, with with Nate Navarro. Um, he's known for drumming in um, the band Cobra Starship. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, and um, yeah, we met on tour, and so yeah, we finished writing an out. Al- we wrote an album finished our first music video we're about to shoot our second and um yeah it's just we call it a trailer park disco metal trailer park disco metal i love that yeah because uh silence of you is like post hardcore yeah yeah okay can you talk a little bit about and that's amazing congrats on all that and if you guys haven't seen kenton play live you're out of your mind because it's the fucking best energy <laughs> you bring it dude i mean you're alive you're yeah alive. it's it's uh firing at all cylinders completely yeah Just... i know you so i i wouldn't say i wouldn't expect it but someone who just knows you casually probably wouldn't expect your performance on stage, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like always the thing. They're like, we did not imagine that. Yeah. And yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those who can't see, like Kenton's a tall, broad shouldered guy. And he will dance better. I mean, I remember once you took over the upstairs <laughs> at the <laughs> federal. <laughs> Oh yeah, on Lakership, you were dancing, and you know how people use yeah at the federal. Usually, people like will like crowd around a dancer for like a minute, two minutes, like oh, and someone else will come in. No, Kenton was in the center for like forty five minutes, and not annoyingly, just like he was just going for it, and people were loving it. And, it was um, insane, dude. Um, because there's like a bunch of like dance studios around there yeah I and know. so some of those cats were like coming in and yeah. i was just a drunk fool yeah yeah and, and we're so, all in yeah <laughs> no dude it was fun it was, it so, was so fun. fun we needed it in some way yeah. obviously oh my god so can you talk about like the sound can you describe the sound of the music you make now maybe even like silence of you like could you articulate it to a layman? Because I want to talk about your different vocal techniques and how I learned when you taught me that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, with Silence of You, it was pretty much a combination of, I, I guess for a layman, you would say like screamo. 
like the the scene of like early 2000s um but so it would be a combination of like really heavy parts and then we go into like very pretty singing Mm -hmm. uh so it'd be very aggressive vocals and then very pretty clean singing as they say Mm. um and i guess now like with the war on betty thing that i'm doing now it's different in the way that uh, so there's like a lot of blues rock riffs that are mixed with pop and then it's also super aggressive metal and uh i'm doing like a lot of the same so it's like like very hardcore screaming with uh kind of like shouty notes and like gang vocals and uh, like there it's not like i never sing pretty like oh, I interesting it's all just it's like a character but it's like uh. super aggressive and in your face and just fun um what's the band i believe in a thing called love oh <laughs> it gives me that vibe because they have like shouty vocals i feel like oh yeah 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 but dude that's awesome i can't wait to hear it yeah it's gonna be fun yeah and if we... you think about it artistically you've sort of done the pretty vocalizations like pretty thoroughly like you did singer songwriter which you could almost argue yeah. is like mostly that and then you had it in your post hardcore band so it's cool that you're stretching yourself, it feels like. Yeah. And, you know, Nate, I owe all that to Nate. Because he oh, was like, wow. he, uh, man, that guy is like, a cre- to me, he's a creative genius. And uh, not just with music, but even with film um, and scripts and things, things of that nature. He. He was Dude, like, that's hey, big man. for you to say that about somebody. Yeah, like he, because uh, like I found like my strong points in my voice. I'm like, I'm gonna lean into that. I'm gonna keep mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And he was like, Hey, uh, let's open up your voice more. Let's go into, let's do some different stuff with your voice. And I was like, All right. And so I'm trying this new stuff. Um, and he he'd be like, Oh, try it kind of more like this. Like, um, like he even taught me how to like change certain like delivery. So like, let's say like a verse, I'm screaming all the way through the verse. Mm -hmm. Right. And there's like five words, five lyrics. And he's like, I want you to sing that and scream into that and then get to a shout and then close like with like a nice note. And like, he would like take me through that. So it's like, like, (laughs) yeah. And, um. And I never. I was like, "Wait, what?" And he was like, "Yeah, that's cool, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's fucking nuts. I never even like thought of that." Wow. Uh, so he's really opened up my my voice uh, with screaming and also just like getting into a character. Like we find that he like um, we tap into different characters. Uh, mm, so I love each that. one has a different voice, but it, uh, yeah. So Nate. Nate, Nate's helping me grow a lot artistically. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Super cool. Yeah. And how does your process, like, do you guys have to be in the room together? Are you bouncing things back and forth? Or does it just depend on the stage you're in? Like, we've, your... 
We uh, so I record from home, and he records from his home. We live an hour away from each other, and we do everything over the phone. Amazing. So we'll like we'll talk, and then uh, I'll he'll send me something that he's like written and then i'll i'll take it here and i'll write on it and send it back and we keep sending it back and forth and then <clears throat> yeah and then we have a song a song <laughs> we wrote our whole record in like basically six to eight months never in the same room one yeah. time he produced a whole song text messaging me i would send him <laughs> stuff and he's like do this because he was mixing for this other artist. He's wow. seriously that good. And he, so wow. he'd listen to it. And he'd be like, all right, now do that. Do this, do that. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, yeah, that's cool. And then at the end of the day, I was like, dude, this song's <laughs> fucking nuts. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even talk yeah. to him on the phone. Whoa. Yeah, he's, he's seriously like next level, dude. I bet, man. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. And like, you know, with all the due respect to every artist you've played with, I feel like this feels nice to have you really be uh, challenged. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Because, you know, it's like we we, will fall into our strengths and like you get recognized for your strengths. So your ego is like, oh, there's some praise. Yeah. And so you do that thing. And then when someone's like, hey, like, don't do that. You're kind of like, what? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. and Nate was like, No, shut up and just fucking do it because it's gonna be cool. Yeah, <laughs> like, all right, yeah, yeah, no, I love that. I'm sort of doing that in a way with myself for acting. Yeah, I've been thinking lately, like, what are my strengths? Well, one of them is my emotional availability to stuff right away. Yeah, right? I can be right there right away and most any emotion, but. My instinct was telling me that could run its course, and some parts certainly don't call for that. So lately I've been trying to push myself to look for the opportunities to play the other, play the other the notes, so to speak. Yeah. And that's been a fun challenge to challenge myself that way. That's amazing, dude. <laughs> Thanks, bro. It feels weird. Like, I, I feel like maybe not weird, but alone sometimes like i'm the only uh, not that i'm the only one who challenges myself that's not what i'm trying to say but I, I feel like i'm the only one i know running these weird like last year for my writing for example i only worked on characters because i felt like i needed a big improvement on that mm. and it was really fucking hard and my yeah. ego kicked up it's like eh, why don't you just do this it's easier and i still did like writing but I read all these books. I was just like task oriented towards it. Yeah. And at the end of the year, it clicked. And it was like 11 months of just being in this, like, what am I doing to myself? Almost like a workout at the gym. Like, what am I doing? Yeah. But getting better, getting better. So it's important to have that, I believe. Uh, 100%. Because <clears throat> you just don't, you just don't know. Like, you don't know if you don't know, right? Yeah. Like, so you can have like things inside of you artistically that you just haven't gone to. And like, those could be the things that like even define who you are, even, you know, with your career even more. And mm-hmm. you're like, what? Yeah. 
Like yeah, dude. Yeah, I know. So I, it's been it's been a trip. Um, I've been like getting obsessed with animation. Yeah. And, like the last yeah. five days, like I literally started doing it Friday, like not long, wow. right? And so I'm just like, it's been a lot of hours of tutorials, you know. But what's been cool is what's been amazing is that it's all lining up all of my filmmaking and editing literal like technical know-how like what do you use pro tools or logic i i use logic so if you opened up another app that had similar abilities and features like logic you'd be like oh shit i'm in business right so that's what happened here and kyle and i were talking about this earlier but i felt like traditionally if you wanted to be an animator you probably weren't going to have the same brain pathways as a storyteller and so like because i always was like man if i could animate my own stuff be fucking doing it all the time but you don't really see that out in the world right like these animators aren't just like i gotta animate forever so i just feel like now that's converging where storytellers are able to animate as well and uh also just trying shit out. Like, I, I don't know why it feels like, like I'm, I've been excited to wake up the last few days and I'm only bringing this up because you were sort of alluding to like, you don't know what the thing's going to be. That's going to unlock you. Right. And I yeah. feel just very unlocked right now. And it's, uh, I never would have guessed. That's you know? so cool. And it's like, you know, with our spiritual work, we talk about, I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase, like, it's already here. Yeah. Like, it's here. And it's funny. This program's been on my computer for fucking two years. So it literally has been here, you know? And so I was just, like, thinking about the literalness of that statement in that moment. (laughs) Like, sometimes it's literally right there. Yeah. So. That's so rad that you're doing that. And just, just those, like, just those little clips you've already showing me like the stuff yeah. that was put on instagram too i'm like it looks like you've already been doing this for for years ah thanks man i appreciate like. it <laughs> we're just yeah. like uh, what we're gonna do and like so if you ever want to participate um it's just improv so we i build the scene like static and then we look at it and we kind of are like oh they're wearing this or they're standing here okay Okay, and then we use that as suggestions without talking. And then those are all, everything we've sent has been the first take because we're just like, yeah, we could make it better, but then we're writing it. So just as we practice, let's just, you know, do this. Love that. (laughs) Love that. It's been weird as shit. (laughs) (laughs) So back to music. What, what's the, so you're, you have an album forthcoming? Yeah, it's uh, we don't have a release date yet. We're still packaging like around like a whole plan behind it, right? So it's um, oh cool, <clears throat> yeah. So, we're, all right, right yeah. On. It's you know because in, in the past, you know, I think with Silence of You and just even when I started doing like my acoustic stuff, I was like, oh, I just you know the go-to thing is like, oh, just put something out there you know get you know get things the algorithms and just you know where with this I, i'm like you know if we do self-release this 
Um, I want everything to be ready to go so there's no gaps like, okay, each week we do this or each month, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, but we're taking our time with, with a lot of stuff and we're... Fuck yeah. It just, Good for you. Like, I, I just I just want it to be um, the, the best it, it can be rather than having this. I, and I, I, we, we've spoken about this before. It's like there's like this anxiety voice in your head who's like no one's gonna no mm -hmm. one's gonna know about you you gotta do this this and that like you got and it's like nobody in the world is like when is that war on betty album coming out <laughs> man my kids can wait to eat <laughs> like <laughs> yeah no it's, i know uh, what you mean like I, you know people take so long making books you know, mm. it's like, I want to make this album the best it can be. So, yeah. Dude, you know, you helped me like just click in. So what the irony of all this is, is what the top 1% of filmmakers and I bet musicians, I might even say 0.01%. It's really rarefied air. You know what they get? Time. Yeah. And what do we have for free right now? Time. But we're rushing to be crunched by time because everybody in the middle gets crunched. If you're a day player as a director, or da, 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 you got to make the day. Yeah. You know, you got to make those time crunches. And so it's really interesting that we're already luxurious in the thing we would be fighting for if we were ultra top tier, which is time. And uh, you just helped me realize that. So, no, that was beautifully said. Oh, thanks, bro. Yeah, appreciate it. That's that's what um, I do here. I just read quotes from other people. Yeah, they just pop up. <laughs> I just read them off the screen, man. Every word I've said is scripted. <laughs> <laughs> You're pulling it off. Can you still hear me? <laughs> Yeah, I can hear you great. Okay. <laughs> so what else? Like, tell me more about... Um... Dude, can I share a story with you? Uh, Kyle and I were... We went to Tiki now, which is the rum bar in North Hollywood. If yeah. I don't know if you yeah. ever came. I think you did, like, once. But he, like, points out... Um, he points out across the street where the Ha Ha Cafe is, and we've had a few drinks, so we're like feeling good. It's all a positive thing, sure. but it was just funny. And uh, it was Crystalia, who's one of my favorite comics. And I'm like, whoa! Like, what are the chances he's playing in Hollywood or North Hollywood tonight? And Kyle's like, the universe, you know. And it was, and it was beautiful because it was just like this perfect day. And we go over there. And we get front row tickets, which aren't that much. It's like 20 bucks a ticket, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we get front row. And I'm sitting there. And I, we've come from the beach. We've come from the beach. Yeah. And I'm in uh, shorts and like a Hawaiian shirt. And so we watch the show. And everybody's great. There was this one guy who was like a whistler. Like literally that was his bit. And it was so fucking funny. Like lots of funny people. And there was also this son and mother couple who were imagine stiff as a board like they didn't know what they're getting to but they never left 
Um, and they were genuinely uncomfortable. Yeah. And then Chris Delia gets on stage and immediately starts roasting me. I mean, just to timbers, dude. Because I forgot that he hates when people sit. <laughs> he was so right. I was crying, like fucking anime tears yeah. crying because he was so right. He was like, this guy's in fucking shorts. It looks like he walked by and was like, oh, a comedy show and came in like no planning. The disrespect, you know, and he's shredding my shirt, calling me Ace Ventura. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, it fucking got me. Oh, and that's why you sit front row, people, so you can get shredded by the comedians. But I thought you might enjoy that because <laughs> I was yeah. like fucking dying after that or during that. That's amazing. <laughs> so, what's your what do you what's your day to day like with your act or your music right now? Like, are you just sort of game planning? Is there music still being made? Like, are you in a finishing process? Like, tell me, tell me everything. Yeah. So, the the songs are done. They're all recorded. So now it's like. Uh, okay, I have a question. Yeah. So I'm sure every album's different, but did you like intentionally be like, we're going to finish it song by song, meaning mastered next, mastered next, or did you kind of go through and write a story of 10 songs where they all kind of fit? Like, do you know what I mean? Before you finish them or did there songs that didn't make the cut? Uh, no, we, um, we just kind of were like, Whatever song came up, we just worked on it. Cool. It, but you know, it's not as like a, very organic. Yeah. No, yeah. I love it. I think any way to skin the cat. I was just curious about the process, really. Totally. Yeah, it would just be like, "Hey, here's this idea. All right, let's run with this." Um, but we would talk like over the phone. Like we're like, oh, let's like bring in elements to, um. I, w I want to do something like this in a song, or I want to do something like that in a song, and let's do something that's not being done. Because um, the big thing right now is like, you know, as a as a as a music fan, I'm hearing in the metal world, everybody trying to sound exactly like "Bring Me the Horizon," mm. and I'm like, okay, that's already been done. That's already been done. Like, <laughs> not saying these mm -hmm. bands are bad. They're all really good at sounding like each other. And, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we, we're constant. like, we're, th we would talk on the phone and we're like, let's throw in things that are not typical. Um, I love and, that. uh, yeah. And so we'd be conscious of that when we'd be working on the songs. Um, Dude, that's amazing. Yeah. So, but the song, yeah, the songs are done. We still got to get a mix and mastered. Um, and we are also one of the music videos just got done. And now we're, now we're doing all of the prep for going into our second music video now. So, um, which it looks like we're going to be shooting that in the beginning of August, I think. Cool. And then, um, yeah, so like my day to day right now for that is getting that music video ready, 
Um, Nate and I are working on some other music for like sync and licensing. Cool. And uh, other than that, I've been really focusing just on my fitness and physical health. Like, you know, weightlifting, getting back into like doing like shadow wrestling, doing my old like wrestling drills. Like, I love it. Great. It's, it's so fun. I was gonna say your traps, dude. You look like you're fucking. Oh yeah, well I yeah I've been steel, bro. I've been, <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been going going for it, and it and it's really Good for great. You. you deserve it. Thank you, thank you. Um, yeah, what else? And uh, Nick from Two Guys One Truck. Uh, That's so we, crazy. We just opened up a, a shared note thing in our phones. And we're coming up with a new thing. Oh, good. Yeah. That makes so, me really happy. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm at a point in my life now where I, I, I'm trying to remove everything that's not me. Right. So the, mm. the, the false stories I tell myself about me, you know, that fear, anything that, mm. you know, all that stuff, getting rid of like, the weight that I, that I've accumulated over the years, like that's not me. Um, so good for you. I'm just really doing all of it. So I'm like, yeah, I want to act. I really like acting with Nick. Cool. Let's, let's start writing, uh, working with Nate with the war on Betty stuff, doing music videos. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just doing everything that I really like. And I, and I don't, um, equate myself worth into it, you know, like, dude, I swear to God. So a a big thing, especially with sports for me was, um, I didn't want to look weak because like looking weak in sports, like, like, like if I couldn't do like X amount of reps, like I just wouldn't even do them. Mm -hmm. And so it's been years since I've been like, really been like weightlifting and stuff. And so I'm much weaker now. And so now I'm like, I got to get over this mentality of being afraid of looking bad in front of people. So some fucking hunk will bust out like 20 pull-ups in front of me. And as soon as he gets down, I just like get up and I do like four shitty pull-ups. So he's, but so he sees me doing badly Mm. and nothing bad happens to me. And that's like really helped me release a lot of like, you know, uh, performance anxiety of, of just life. Right. So like looking, doing poorly in front of other people is like giving me confidence. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's I would have never done that when I was younger. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm in that same boat and i think kyle's coming in as well it's like we're less afraid to be bad at things yeah and uh be seen being bad at them especially Mm -hmm. you know it's like who fucking cares (laughs) yeah but it was what we had to do to survive was to be the best at everything yeah and then i realized recently like I, I the reason I couldn't trust anything is because I'd be the best at any given thing that I was the best at, mm-hmm. and it still wouldn't be enough. 
So it'd be like, right. and the you know the the yin to that yang was like, I I was like reflecting back. My parents called lazy is a word I got used around me mm. about me. Yeah, and I'm like not one, not one of my friends would call me lazy, and. <clears throat> It's just fascinating because I break it down. It's like, was I lazy? Let me look. Let me look. Doesn't hurt me to look anymore. Where I used to beat the shit out of myself. I'm just looking now. And I'm like, no, what happened was I would do my full effort and it wasn't good enough. So the clever part of me went, then I'm just not going to do it right the first time if I'm guaranteed going to have to do it the second time. Yeah, because 100% my dad wasn't going to make me do it three times. Yeah, <laughs> and I do that. And so it's just like interesting to sort of break that story apart and then let it go. You know, and I, I it's not me blaming my parents, right? Like those. And, you know, best they could do the times culture, exactly all of that shit. But it's just my perception of it. So mm-hmm. um. Yeah, it was really helpful because it's funny. I because people will tell me literally to my face, "You're the hardest working person I know." What are the, that's you know that's so subjective, but people do say that to me, and I could never accept it. I could never accept it, and I realized that was reason why, in some regard. Yeah, I noticed that that was tied in with like uh, you like receiving compliments too, hmm. like that like. If I remember correctly, I, it was like, um, like don't <clears throat> don't celebrate a win too much, or something. Like it's kind of at like, all, at all. Yeah, or like yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that I think about it, I, I didn't. We didn't get a lot of compliments, right? That were about us. Yeah. It was more like the grades or the sports accolades or yeah the presentational items your weight and um mm. yeah i wonder i wonder <laughs> i wonder what went wrong uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh god love him god love him yeah. but uh no dude i'm so fucking grateful for my life and thankful and i'm so proud of myself and my family and you and like this crazy journey of life it's pretty wild same dude it's in, it's dude, we get to wake up like 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 a like a, a lifelong pattern that's always been like i'll wake up and i'm like there's dread there's anxiety mm-hmm. and it's like you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. You get, you yeah. keep getting second chances. How cool. Mm. You know? Yeah. Dude, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. I'm, I'm curious. I have deep curiosity about the workings of after this existence and yeah, what's it all about, you know? It's interesting. I was thinking about the concept of heaven and hell as it pertains to um, souls today. Mm-hmm. And I wonder I wonder if hell is a new soul 
Because really, if we went to another dimension, the reason it would be a hell is because our senses couldn't perceive it correctly, therefore fucking us about. Yeah. And that's why... Nope. Sorry, I almost dropped something. Um, and that's why it's such a hell. And then as the soul grows, which might be purgatory at some points, going through all the lives, a tree, an ant, it gets to heaven, which is an enlightened soul. Mm. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah. that's kind of how I was seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I've been thinking about some weird stuff lately. Yeah. 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 Totally, dude. It's, it, it's it's really interesting, the, the concept of spirituality, at, at least for me. Like, yeah. Um, um, cause ever since I was a little kid, like I always, I always felt like spiritual and like yeah. religion was not really pressed on us or anything like that. And, um, uh, yeah, when, when I hit a certain point, I like was angry at it. It was like, I couldn't believe that there was anything other than this. And if it is like this loving energy or a world or whatever that knows what we're doing. Like I was so angry at the concept of that, but, um, mm -hmm. within the past, like couple of years, um, just the concept of the higher self mm -hmm. and, um, removing everything that's not me, uh, I feel completely different compared to um, I'm just a piece of meat that's walking around with electricity in my brain that tells me to go left and right. I don't know. It, yeah. It because I did that, and then, um, yeah, I'm just watching things change too. I think about a lot of a lot of weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't I know if it is so weird. It might be weird not to think about these things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right, my friend. We're going to wrap it up here. But before we do, I just want to say I love you so much. I'm so grateful. Oh, I love you too. You've seen me through a lot in my life. And I feel honored to know you. And I'm, I mean, it's like. You're the most talented motherfucker, dude. And that's not even your oh. best quality at all. It's who you are. And you're an amazing guy. So thank you for being here and spending your time with me. Thank you. And I can say the same thing right back at you, man. You, you've been with me through huge, huge moments of my life where I needed love and support and um, examples of of an anchored love and support system that I never had. And you're just this forever growing mountain of, of love and talent and knowledge. It's, I'm so blessed to have you. And, and thank Thanks, you for, buddy. thank you for bringing me on to a, you know, let me talk about myself for an hour. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's what it's for. I love it because we get to like geek out on stuff we might not get to get away with in society. Uh, get away with in society, right? Yeah. 
people get bored if we talk about ourselves for an hour, but somehow in the recorded format, it helps. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's because we're ready for it. Yeah. You know, yeah. sometimes you're not ready for an hour of it. But I'm going to stop us here and then I'll we'll say goodbye off camera. Cool. Are you a creative who wants to take control of your career? Are you someone who wants to be creative but doesn't know where to start? Then this course is for you. This course teaches you how to make your own film. And in my experience, that's the best way to get noticed in Hollywood. And that's the best way to control your own career, a.k.a. your life. If you want to have an enjoyable life, yet be creative and creatively fulfilled, then you're going to have to make your own projects. And you get to make them. And this course is going to teach you just how to do that. And this course is on feature films, but you can scale that down all the way to music videos or short films. And the way this course goes is I teach you in short, punchy classes, podcast style, so you can just listen and take notes. I also do loom commentaries where I'm watching my own films and telling you exactly how I accomplished each scene. <laughs> I laugh a ton because, you know, we're looking at 14 years of work and there's a lot of mistakes and a lot of growth and a lot of information in there. And lastly, you get to do an AMA and ask me anything with me once a week. And you'll get your questions answered. And if you're in the middle of production, I can help you with that. If you're in pre-production, I can help you with that. If you don't know what the hell's going on, I can help you with that. So again, if you're a creative who wants to take control of their life, have a good life, have a good career, then this course is for you. I hope I get to see you guys in the Rebel Filmmaking community. I had such a blast making it. And I can't wait to share everything I've learned over the last 15 years. I'm Sean. Thank you, guys.